Tino Tony L and J, what type of tea they serving? Is it lifting? Probably the type that Kermit be sipping. Take your mouth and start the clicking. This dope trio delivering substance with subjects that's busting. Uh, make you wanna join the discussion. Real people, real topics with a little bit of gossip. Out in the bay, ripping eight one trade. Uh, it's all tea, no shade. All tea, no shade. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What up? Oh, that sounds beautiful, Yeah, guys. we sounding like professional studio podcast people in this piece. <laughs> welcome to All Tea No Shade, where we are serving tea without the shade. So pull up and let's start sipping. Thank you, right. Jay, for again this week, aren't you, Jay? Oh, you know, I was feeling it last week, and I my ego got shut down because I, I lost in my oh, oh. And so I'm going to be a little humble until I win. Do you know what humble is? Can you spell that? Kendrick Lamar taught me how to be <laughs> humble. Be humble. Well, be I'm humble. glad you finally see how I feel sometimes around here, okay? Just sometimes. Yes, yeah, sometimes. Right. I'm not going to get used to it, though. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. All right, so how's everybody's week's been? Go ahead, TJ, Mr. We Champion. always start off with me. Actually, um, I had a great week this week, and I just want to share something real quick. I had a session for a client of mine last Monday, and we never got through our full session. We was at Station House, where I used my, um, where I see a lot of my clients at, and an older couple went to come in after hours to see the place. And she was 95 years old, and he was 85. Mm-hmm. And we show, I showed the place. That's cool, <laughs> No, she was this other guy. And we all st- sat down and started talking and had great conversation. Actually, we allowed her to talk more, so she was a philosopher major up at um, Harvard University. Okay. Not major, I'm sorry, she was a teacher up there. Okay. And she just dropped so much wisdom on us, man. Um, it was, it was, it just, we just got rid of our session and just sat down and talked with them and had a great time. And the good thing about that, my, my client, she made a new friend in her. And she met them yesterday for lunch here in St. Pete and sent me a picture of it. Oh, that's you awesome. Never know, you never know where a new friendship may form. So it's good. That's why I tell people always engage with strangers yeah. at bars or whatever. Just because you never know where you may make a new friend. So that's, that's, that's what's up. Yeah, so. El, how's your week? It was good. One of my good friends, actually, I picked up at a bar. Her name is Shakira. Shout out to Shakira. Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I randomly, when I first moved to Tampa, I would just go to like bars in Hyde Park, mm-hmm. like a creep. But I was like trying to make friends, and so I would go to talk to the girls. So I creep, yeah. Oh, sorry. And uh, finally, I did, and she was standing there, and we just talked it up, and all everything. No, I left with her number. There you go. Scales, y'all. There you go. She's like one of my good friends. So that's good. My week was good. How was your week? My week has been super, super dope. This boy is on fire. Super been dope. Since last weekend. Look super at dope. Y'all, y'all gotta see this um, smile, y'all. So, but you know why it was super dope, though? It was super dope because Robert Mueller, special counsel Robert Mueller, Ooh, come on, speak on. has completed his investigation into Donald Trump and the Russian investigation. I was just so tired of waiting. So I'm ready to see what comes out of this special report so we can just move on as a country more than anything else. So right. I'm definitely that made my week so do you think they're gonna impeach him uh, i don't i don't think so i don't think they're gonna i don't think they're gonna impeach him but i think there's gonna be a cloud that's gonna be over his presidency for the for the next couple years that he's in there so um i'm just glad it's over so we can move forward but yeah i made my week agreed all right so it's my favorite 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 time of the session it used to be my favorite you know but i need to bounce back this week i'm gonna bounce back hey we talking about who am i somehow all right somehow by the grace of god tj beat me last week here we go all right so this week it's pretty even like the person i picked i feel like Anyone could okay. guess this. Okay. okay. All right. Let me pay attention. I wasn't paying attention last week. That's why I lost. All right. So. Excuses, man. <laughs> excuses, man. I'm gonna, the only thing I'm going to say is be quick. Because okay. the minute you realize it, you'll both realize it, I think, at the same time. All right. So this guy is well known for investing in companies. He actually owns 20 or he owned 27 five guys. I hate you so much. Mm. He just pulled a J. Mm. I didn't yeah. even He was in the news it. recently. Mm. I hate you so mm. much right now. Yes, I'm talking about 
Shaquille O'Neal. Give me so my hand clap. Heard? Give me my hand clap, Shay. Give me. You need to stand. Give me standing ovation. Get your no. ass up. <laughs> no. Uh uh-uh. uh. Look at him. Ooh. You gonna take that, Jay? He just pulled a J on you. That's what you mm. normally do. Mm. I want him to feel good. Yeah, he was oh, complaining all. He was feeling so feel bad all last year. He like, looking super salty. Oh, my, oh, let me pull a TJ. I ain't playing this no more. <laughs> I ain't playing this no more. That I'm done. Is See, look at it. No, congratulations. Yeah. No, congratulations. No, no, no. I'm down to zip. I'm with your salty ass. Congratulations, okay? <laughs> I'm down to zip. Extra salty. Zip. All right, so. That was a good guess, though. I give you that. Good guess. That was a good guess. Hold up. Excuse me one thing real quick. Were you paying attention this time? No. It wasn't a guess, and you were paying attention. You was over there praying, as a matter of fact, okay? So. <laughs> That's what's up. No, I knew about that. I know what Papa John's and Shaq signed up with. I was, yes. I was thinking about, um. What's the Dallas Mavericks on at first? So you were paying attention. I Case closed. I Case didn't closed. even say an athlete. I purposely waited. But yeah, Shaquille O'Neal is uh, in the news recently because he is investing in Papa John's. As okay. you guys know, the founder of Papa the John's. The racist Papa John founder. Got yeah. The alleged racist Papa John's founder got kicked out of his own damn company because a lot of his commentary got released and he is not a fun-loving guy. Mm-hmm. And so Papa John's recent response is to actually get Shaquille O'Neal to be the new face of Papa John's and to also, he's also investing right. in Papa John's. Yes, I think it's pretty smart. Yes, it Everyone is. Loves yes, Shaq. It is. Everyone yes, loves it is. Shaq, but I don't know if it's going to make people want to go and go back to Papa John's though. I don't think I'm going to go back to, I mean, I love Papa John's. Yeah. But I haven't bought Papa John's pizza since that whole incident. So, and well, having having a black uh, black figure is not going to make me go back though. I think it's interesting because Shaquille O'Neal's like seven one. He's like the biggest black man you can find. Yeah. But when people look at him and think of him, he comes. He kind of reminds me of the Green Mile guy. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, everyone yeah. loves him and just thinks he's so gentle. Yeah. And I don't know how a black man that damn big has somehow. He's so goofy. <laughs> he's so goofy, but he's. I um. It worked actually, for him. Yeah, I actually just watched. He, he won one of my favorite um YouTube um shows called um Hot Ones. Okay. And they eat hot wings and they talk, and he was yes. on there. It was right. pretty good. Yeah. I yeah. would love a hot wing right now. By the way. I think we all kind of starving right now. Black people. All right, so who's our listener shout-out this week, Jay? So our listener shout-out this week is going to go out to actually not a person, but a location. It's going to go out to the state of New Jersey. Oh. New Jersey. I don't know who y'all are in New Jersey that's listening, but New Jersey has been our top listeners for last week's episode of Betrayal and Friendships, with Tampa coming in close second. So our most listened for... Last week's episode came from some people in New Jersey. What's right. going on in New Jersey? Thank you, New Jersey. Thank you, New Jersey. Thank you for so, listening. We appreciate you. Our listeners are starting to come in from many different locations, and we're dope excited. Yes. About I can't believe in this dope excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, if you would like us to shout your state out or you, we just need you to share our shit and or comment or comment or interact interact with us we, that's why that's how you get to listen to shout out so if you see something that you that would be funny for us to discuss just tag us and let us know l what are our socials our socials are on instagram you can find us on all t no shade podcast on facebook we have a page called all t no shade we also have a group called all t no shade podcast and friends and you can always hit us up on our email at all t no shade podcast at gmail.com if you're old school and want to send us a text or leave us a voicemail, which we might air, it's 646-481-2368. That's 646-481-2368. Hey, TJ, do you know what time it is? Hey, L, do you know what time it is? What time? Hey, Sippers, do you know what time it is? It's time. Time for the main sip. The main sip. Hey, it's time, time for the main sip. The main sip. Get your cup ready. Tea ready. Drink ready. Get your cup ready. Tea ready. Drink ready. Time for the main sip. The main sip. I said it's time for the main sip. The main sip. Get your cup ready. Drink ready. Tea ready. Get your cup ready. Drink ready. Tea ready. Ah. <laughs> if we have any listeners or sippers who are singers, this is the time to hit us up. <laughs> nah, we don't need y'all. We're gonna we're gonna leave that go. We're gonna if let you, that go. If you are a singer, hit please 
hit us up at all no shade podcast at gmail.com so y'all can do this main sip it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a staple you watch it's gonna be a, the part that everyone loves and laughs about my favorite most. part is the ah, ah at the all right so it is time for the main sip today we are talking about relationship phases i was looking forward to this all week I it really started was. off of last week's conversation we was like ah we need to talk about this. Mm. All right, so let's first get into family. How do you di- differentiate your family members? So I have like play cousins, real cousins, family, family, close cousins. Mm. I've got friends that are like family. So what are the different phases you think in becoming a close family person? So what's our show for today? Relationship phases. Did you miss that? Okay, no, I got that. You didn't say it. I'm just saying. I did. Did you? I wasn't. I apologize. Mm, I must see, not have heard you it. drunk off that victory. Okay. Uh huh. <laughs> you get two wins and you just start blacking out. Blacking out. Feeling good over here. Right okay. Now. Focus, man. <laughs> Focus, man. So, okay. what are the different phases to become a family member mm-hmm. or family member? Yes. I think for me, it's weird because I'm not the closest with my blood family, mm-hmm. and so we have a. I have a very big family. My mom was adopted. And so her adoptive side is a family that we consider her family. Right. But for whatever reason, me personally, I've never really connected with anyone outside of just my first cousins and my second cousins. Mm -hmm. So for me, becoming a family member, my friends often become family because I spend so much time with them. Right. Right. And so in order to become a friend or a family member for me, I just need you to know that you have my back. Right. That I can call you, that I can talk to you about my issues. And for me, I'm really big on quality time. Mm-hmm. So anytime I spend time with my friends, that that for me helps bring someone into my circle. Right, solidifies the bond. Yeah, and so I don't really care about the other stuff, but if we hanging out all the time, just chilling in someone's house, laughing, having drinks, that is what brings helps bring someone into my circle to consider family. Absolutely. So when we talk about phases, so for me, I have, I'm Trinidadian, as you guys know, mm-hmm. so I'm Caribbean, and I don't know if y'all know this or if y'all experienced this when y'all were growing up, but did y'all have like a million aunties and uncles? Mm-hmm. I didn't. At one point, I didn't even realize what an auntie really was, because <laughs> I had so many damn auntie and uncles. I was like, yeah, she's mom. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? Um, and it isn't until I got older when I started to realize that not everyone's related to you right. through blood, but they can be related to you through love. Right. Um, are you, do you guys have family members y'all just don't mess with? Y'all got that creepy uncle or that creepy auntie? I'm good with all my family members now, mm-hmm. but there was at one point one of my cousins uh, uh, kind of like pulled away from him. He, uh-huh. uh, he was kind of shady, and I didn't like that. Actually, I also had an uncle of mine a long time ago that uh, I really didn't care for that much because to me he was a drunk. But that was me uh, passing judgment on someone I really didn't know. Right. So we, my family, we took a trip to New York to visit my grandmother up there. And he and I were sitting in the front seat. He was driving. We started talking. I come to find out, but found out that he was in the war. He, oh. was, t- he was dealing with PTSD. Mm. He mainly drank to get away from a lot of the things he's seen in the war. Oh. And it gave me a different respect for him then. I always thought he was a regular old drinker and just yeah. a drunk and all, but now after we sat there and talked, he was very intelligent, man. Oh. He just he just educated me quite a bit on just things in life and stuff. So sometimes we may form judgments against family members and even friends and stuff too, but we have to get to know them better to really understand who they really are. Yeah, I didn't really have a whole lot of, again, I wasn't really close with a lot of my family members. I only I did my own thing. My, my, my first cousin, second cousin, we hung out. But if there was anyone that I didn't really mess with, it was my mom's biological mom. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, her energy, just I just never agreed with her energy. And I saw how she treated my mom mm-hmm. when we were around, and I just hated it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I could see how badly my mom wanted that relationship to be a mother-daughter relationship. Right. right. And But she was. that woman just treated my mom differently. Mm-hmm. She always wanted me to be around. She always asked to see me, but I would never go. My mom was like, how come you don't go? I'm like, mom, she treats you like shit. I didn't say shit. Yeah. Right. I was like, she treats you like, you know, I just don't like how she treats you. And I would just, so she's not, she's no longer with us. God rest her soul. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't wish any kind of ill will on someone's spirit, but that's the one who I just could not 
be around, could not spend time with. Here's a different phase of relationship. Have you guys gotten to the situation where you are now like the adult for your parents? I think it's funny for me, the phases of the relationships have changed or the dynamics of relationship with my parents have changed because, you know, at one point they used to tell me what to do. And I feel like now I'm the one who's like, listen, mama, (laughs) you need to do A, B and C. Like I'm on her, Um, especially when it comes to like her siblings, her my mom has three sisters Mm -hmm. and my mom is a little bit of a pushover when it comes to her sisters and so i am very like super territorial with my mama like you ain't gonna try her you ain't gonna do nothing and so i step up like Mm -hmm. i'm like nope we're not doing that nope (laughs) yeah i definitely became i have become a little more the roles have changed like my mom i'm like mom you need to get out more you need to do this and she's dating my mom got a a man now she got a boo (gasps) Right. What? Yeah. What? Mommy, yes. mommy got a, got a man. Oh, I'm like, her see what's up with that. And she's like, <laughs> and she's like, she's like, you want to meet him? Like, no, I don't want to meet him. It's only been a couple of months. I need to know who this dude is. I need to know he ain't playing no games. I need to know he ain't messing. Yeah, he ain't playing my mama's heart. Mm-hmm. You know, like so the roles have changed versus that. And so I see her posting videos, like working out. And like part of me, I'm excited. I'm happy for. Her. Mm-hmm. The other part of me, I'm like, you moving too fast. You know what I mean? But she grown. She well, grown. You old, yeah. Don't you feel like when the older you get is the faster relationships oh, go? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, when I was, like, 20, you know, we would be talking for a minute. You know, now yeah. that I'm 30, it's, like, a month, and they're like, all right, so what are we doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. TJ, you ever find yourself with a role? I know your mom well, recently passed. Well, so. Yeah, my, both of my parents are deceased now. So, but the roles did change with both of them. I became more of the, uh, the uh, caregiver for my parents. Right. My father... He had, both his, he had uh, diabetes, got both his legs amputated, so I was taking care of him a whole lot, and my mother had cancer. That had to be tough. That had to be real it, tough. It, it, I, you know, I watch him, especially his pride and his ego, just really changing him a lot. Yeah. You know, but I always, you know, still call him daddy, sir, and dad, you do. You just kind of say up certain little things to try to uplift him as he went through that. Yeah, and, you still got to keep the respect. Right, right, definitely. And my mother, you know, she uh, passed away from cancer for the third time. And uh, but she's a strong ass woman. Excuse my language, but she really was. She much really, as I really much was. as I curse, come on, excuse my language. You know me. I know God better than what you do. <laughs> but absolutely, man. absolutely, I can't stand either one of these heathens. No, absolutely, <laughs> no, it's, it's a joke. Jay is very spiritual, and he keeps me. Uh, he helps me quite a bit with that too. But no, the roles do change as you get older, especially when your parents get to the point where their body's starting to. Know, to break where, down, yeah, break down. Yeah. Have y'all ever had family members that you were really close with that, whatever reason, the distance just you went in opposite directions and was no rhyme or reason why? Just like, just like my first cousin, we were like my brother, right? Like we just spent all we talked talked all the time, mm-hmm. and then over the course of years, like we barely even talk anymore. Nothing happened. It's just life happens. Life, right? right? It's like it's, I think that's the phases of phases of just not family friendship relationships but all kinds of people mm-hmm. going different directions and i think personally it kind of sucks people like man what could i have done to keep it where it was but sometimes i don't think you can actually control life people it's just, yeah. it's funny because i think i'm kind of having a quarter life crisis at the moment <laughs> quarter life crisis a quarter a real life thing, crisis and the one thing that I did realize is that there's so much things that we are reactive when we should be active. And one of those things is relationships. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking about the same thing. Like there are people who I was really, really close to good people. I was really, really close to and you know, work and life gets busy and you get busy and you fall apart. But I feel like that is on you to be active in keeping and maintaining mm-hmm. those real friendships and real bonds. But sometimes I feel like you need to remind yourself, you know? Well, I also feel like, though, it's... And I guess TJ probably agree with me. Maybe you will, too, Al, is... This nigga, how he gonna be like, <laughs> TJ might agree with me. Why can't I agree and with that's you? It. I said you might as well. Is that... Because you're so combative. You'll be being combative point, as usual. I am not combative. Okay. At some sure point... I think it falls on two people to also maintain that relationship. Agreed. Like, like recently, one of my friends, um, a young lady who I had been dating, she, we decided just to be friends. And so, but I real, I realized that in this new friendship, I was the only one saying, "Hey, let's hang out." Not date. That's how I just hang out. Mm-hmm. 
hey, how's your day going? Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? If this is going to be a friendship, I can't start this friendship off being the only one initiating contact to hang out. And mm-hmm. so I think in any kind of phase of the relationship, when people are going distant, you, know, you say, you know, it's on you to make sure to maintain it. I think it's on both people I do. to maintain it. Okay, I'm interject with some things. Um, both of you are right. Uh, a big part of relationship, especially maintaining those relationships, that, like you said, over time, life steps in, you get busy and so forth too. But we have to be mindful of, as time go on, mm-hmm. those friends you had. Okay? Yeah. And then reach out to them. Because sometimes they are more appreciative at that time in their life. When you reach out to them, that brings them so much joy. I reached out to quite a bit of my friends in the past and when I reached out to them, they was going through some hard times in their life. Yeah. And just for me to start bringing our friendship back together again, I called them more often. And they started responding also mm-hmm. through that too. But it's, you never know what you can do for them. TJ know? is a good reacher outer. Mm-hmm. You are. A good Thank reacher you. outer. Re- good reacher outer. You know what's interesting is my parents. So I'm trying to be more active and like communicating with my parents more. Mm-hmm. I realized like hanging out with them recently, I'm like, they're annoying because they miss me. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Like, when I'm at home with my parents, my mom is, like, on my butt all mm, day. Mm. And I realize she's there because I don't spend enough time with her. Right. And that is why she's like that. So I need to change mm-hmm. how much I attention I give her. That way, she'll stop being mm-hmm up my butt you know what I mean a, a big part of what we do also in life a lot of times we start replacing those who truly love us with those who are just really around us ooh you just said a word okay no seriously and we do <laughs> but then eventually we get back to being around those who truly love us agreed you know and we think that these so these friends so called friends and I really want to call some people out but I'm not going to do it oh please but be. no, oh, we're, we're all team no out, shame man. we're trying to call out no I ain't going to call it's out no, no names. shame you no. can't shame people I'm a, I will say this but I as y'all know me I'm not for the fake and phony. There's a lot of your friends, your friends, not you guys, but I'm saying the people in our yeah, audience, yeah. there's a lot of your friends who are fake as shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna call it out like that. And when you become aware of them, let them go. Yeah. Because you feel so much better, so much more energy, and your soul is so much better at peace when you're around those who truly care about you and those who love you. That's why I'm around mm-hmm. you guys. Except, except for you, L. You know what? What? You love me. I do not. Okay, see, that's the reason why I'm not around (laughs) you. So let me ask y'all this. So when it comes to dating, uh, they always say that the first phase is called the honeymoon phase. Mm -hmm. Do you find this phase to be true? And what have you done in the past to help keep the same energy alive after the honeymoon phase has passed? I feel like, I don't know if it's just me, but in 2019, like, Back in the day, it used to be like the honeymoon phase was the initial, the beginning. Mm-hmm. I feel like the honeymoon phase is the middle now. I feel like in the beginning, it's kind of like, I don't care about you. You don't care about me. We kind of talk. We kind of not. I might give you attention or I might not, vice versa. And it isn't until we have like really hung out quite a bit and are like, all right, I, I, I guess we're doing this. Mm-hmm. That the honeymoon phase eventually like kicks in, you know what I mean? But it wasn't like back in the day when you first met someone mm-hmm. and they liked you and you liked them and, and hot it was and heavy. just hot and heavy immediately. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like now you don't get into that hot and heavy phase until after you've kind of gone you've through been the exclu- decided to be exclusive. Exclusive, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Exclusivity. But me and Jay, as we we, we did an old show that we did. I love that you were two are little couples. Me and Jay. <laughs> TJ wow. believes with me. You know, TJ may agree. What about me? Why can't I agree with y'all? You do sometimes. We try to engage in an intelligent conversation with you, but Oh really? <laughs> oh really? Y'all see how they do no. me? Okay. I didn't L, say you don't be, you be continue. L has a great life. I'll be out dancing, getting her thing on. I'll be she, doing nothing, yes, y'all. Yes, you do, L. Oh. But actually, <laughs> The dating, so really the dating phase basic is the meeting, curiosity, interest, and the infatuation, the newness of the relationship. That's what it is in the beginning. And as you mentioned about the honeymoon being afterwards, and that is true now because that comes into the exclusivity stage, okay? And that's when then you kind of put a little bit, lot more interest. And a big part of that is because of social media nowadays. Yeah. Because then your interest may wane a little bit in the beginning because you still get interest from other people out there and getting that attention. 
But then when you find yourself this person you're dating, you find yourself more attracted to them and you find them, you know, you become a bit more curious about them. Then you become more into that, you get past that little newness and you get into the part you're talking about, the honeymoon stage. Now you're willing to develop it more. Now you're willing to put more into it and go out on different kinds of dates and better dates and vacations together as well. So what we're saying is, so what we're saying right now at this, at this table is that you can possibly be dating for up to five to six months before you even hit the honeymoon stage. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's crazy. I, I really it feel is, like that in 2019. Kind of dating is... And I think it's interesting because you mentioned social media and everybody kind of blames social media, but I don't know anybody who really, like, uses that in a negative way, I guess. Let me show you something that people... That might do. be my circle, though. Certain guys out here I know who are dating... The young lady will not give them that much attention, even though he may call them mm -hmm. unless he, and even if he texts them, but unless he's on their various social media um, outlets, their um, pages and everything, right? Unless he's liking their pages or liking their pictures and so forth and commenting on them, they don't give them the time of day. Yeah. And that's that true. true. That, that is, is true. true. This, this I don't, I've never true. heard of that. I've actually, yes. I've actually had a woman um, stop talking to me or unfriend me because I was not commenting and liking on mm -hmm. her stuff enough. And she was like, so I went to her page one day. I was like, oh, we're not friends anymore. And she was like, so what, what's going on? What did I do? She was oh, well, you don't really interact with me anyway. So I just figured, what's the point in being a friend? But I'm like, mm -hmm. like, see you in real life. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> <There> you, <go. laughs> you can't get no better than that. Yeah. Like, what more do you want me to say? I know. Like, you're getting the D in person. Right. Like, I don't exactly. understand why I got to be on your Facebook all the time, liking your shit all the time. So, yeah, so. Social media, I, I do agree, though. I don't think social media is to blame right. for, for what's happening in the in the space of creativeness to make drawn out yeah but i do think that social media plays a factor i just i think for example i think we are lacking social media skills in person like how to interact with people Rel communication people are yeah people That's are afraid lacking. to talk to people yes. like um you know last night i had the event at the at the whitelist event at uh, in clearwater and i had so many people before the event started like oh I don't know if I'm gonna come. I don't have anyone to. I don't have any, anyone to bring. Mm -hmm. I was like, you don't. Why do you need to bring someone? Bring you. I'm like, it's 65 people RSVP. Just mm -hmm. come. I said, I'm not. I'm going solo dolo too. Yeah. She was like, oh okay. I said, when you get here, I'll make sure to introduce you to people. Mm -hmm. So when she came, I introduced her to everyone, and before you knew it, she was now comfortable. She was laughing, right. having a good time. Right. Yeah. But I don't think that she would have come without the encouragement right. and then without someone actually introducing her to people to make her feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. I think social media plays a factor in how people feel confident enough to approach people to make friendships. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's true. I feel like maybe we just didn't have any, as much connections back in the day because back in the day, I mean, girls used to go to the bathroom together. So they weren't- They still do that. They weren't confident to go solo dolo. So mm -hmm. it wasn't like this is some new phase or new thing. I think we just see it more maybe, or maybe it's more obvious, but I feel like people in general are shy and nervous and afraid of rejection. But I don't, I don't get not going alone. I go everywhere alone. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm a loner. I like going. I do stuff by myself all the time. TJ doesn't, but I, you know, I TJ, you don't go all the time. I don't what? You don't. You don't like to. Don't like to do what? Go stuff. Go places by yourself. <laughs> like, Aww, like I try. I always say TJ hand. go. I have no problem going places by myself. I have no problem doing that. Okay. okay. I do it most of the time. I feel like TJ just threw his dick on the table. And was wow. Like, Listen, wow. Really? <laughs> I got some no problems going no damn place. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna leave that one alone. That one alone. <laughs> what would we call the um, relationship phase? The phase after the honeymoon. After the honeymoon phase is over, what's the next phase called? Do we have a title for that? The real phase. That's what I was thinking. The reality phase. Yeah, that's when you are things ain't cute anymore. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. It's we the enlightenment stage. Enlightenment oh. stage. That's what it's based. I like that. That's when reality steps in. I like that. Cute. Enlightenment stage. You get enlightened to the you know, badass vices. You know, this is what I do. Like, this relationship coaching is my thing right here, El. Chow. He told me to let go, of my dude. And you're happier now. I am. Mm. <laughs> what, what, what dude was this? I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so we're calling it, so Sipper, we're calling it the reality, no, the enlightenment stage. Yeah, enlightenment. enlightenment stage. Now after you're the honeymoon. really getting a better, truer definition and appearance of that person right there. And that's, I think the enlightenment phase is, is definitely hard, right? Because you, 
after the honeymoon, such on such a high level mm-hmm. of of lust and like, and mm-hmm. and then you you spending four days together a week, and you're like this person brushes their teeth awkwardly, or this person yep. eats <laughs> funny, or this person asks a zillion questions. You're like so, then you start picking that stuff. It's like. You gotta ask yourself, how serious is it though? Like, we can't have fine yes. everything perfect. Right? What is that stage called again? The enlightenment, enlightenment stage. I think the enlightenment stage is when you get over the honeymoon stage, then you actually start contemplating them being a real part of your exactly. life. Yeah. You know, like, can I really stand the fact that he don't ever put the toilet seat down? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. or like, can I take the fact that he steals all the covers? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Oh. It's, it's the red flag stage. You start noticing the red flags. Yeah. More. And it's the stage where you start questioning. Is this the right person for me? You know, I do that in the beginning. <laughs> we, we, yes, women do. Mm-hmm. Yes, women do. Mm-hmm. I think people put way too many expectations in the very beginning of, a, of yes, the dating do. phase. That shouldn't be there. Because they're looking, they're searching for that mate instead of just enjoying the dating part of it. Well, before the enlightenment phase and the honeymoon phase, though, there's some other phases, right? We got talking, the, we got dating, we got situationships. We got friends, friends with benefits, fuck buddies. Mm-hmm. What are all the differences between that? So versus talking versus dating, what's the difference? Well, I, my personal belief is if if you're talking, well, I don't look, I go, hold on. Okay, here hold we on. go. So for me, I go from dating, mm-hmm. which means we're just, you can do whatever you want. We're just trying to figure it like. out. Yes, you can do whatever you like. So, so dating, Exclusivity, mm-hmm. exclusivity, <laughs> and then in a relationship. Yep. Okay. Those are the three phases for you me. You don't do dating. the talking. For me, dating and talking that's, is the same it's thing. It's the same thing. It's okay. the same thing. So that's how I look at the dating phases. When I when I personally am dating, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm dating such and such. I'm talking to such and such. We're trying to see if there's some kind of connection there. Mm-hmm. And then whatever, however long that may be, it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. It could be two months. If you like my mama, it could be a month. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it just takes time. Then Go you, ahead, mama. I'm mad at mama. Go mama, ahead. Get your mama get, back, Miss Stella. get a boo before I did. I, asked, I, said, hey. I said, mama, you don't think that's too fast? And she, she said, dropping it like it's hot. She said, well, that's what I asked my asked my man. He was like, girl, we too old. We playing games. Exactly. We exactly. Like, we, you know, when you find somebody you like, you just go with it. I said, you know what? That's a word. Hey, man. <laughs> that's just, a word. He just blessed her. Yeah, I mean, she's happy. I'm sure he blesses so, yeah. her regularly. Don't call wow. me pimp. Don't wow. call me pimp daddy. Wow. Don't call me pimp daddy no more, okay? Because he, he pulling his pimp line on your mama. <laughs> wow. Can I, the, can I get the trombone sound, please? Oh, my God. Jay's face right now. <laughs> yeah, somebody's getting a little yeah. salty. For a, me, there is a talking phase. So the talking phase is different than the dating phase. Talking is like we're, ex- especially in this stage and age of like Bumble and Tinder, the talking to me is like we are literally just talking. Like... Uh, we're not going out. We're just communicating mm-hmm. to see if there's any interest to date. And dating is when you are actually like meeting up with the person and trying to see if there's something going on. But like people who are in my, in the talking stage, mm-hmm. I don't consider them dating. So if I've talked to you, but we've never gone on a date, I don't consider you as somebody I've dated. Mm, let me, um, I love this. I'm gonna go back to what I talked about last week when I said, uh, not me, yes you, right? Remember I said that? Okay. I'm not referring to you. This is for the audience right here. Here we go. He this goes to shade. a lot of people as they sit here and talk about they're just talking and stuff too, right? And they're not dating. Nowadays, most people are having sex before they even date. Yeah, I'm not doing that. So it's it's the talking slash sex stage. Mm. Okay, and for That's all the smash, the, smash brothers, exactly. Mario. And for all of those who are saying not me, not me, I'm gonna call you out again. Yes you. Okay, because a lot of people saying they don't do that, but yet majority of the, a lot of people out here in this generation now are doing that. That's why you have the Bumble and all those other all those other sites because all you're looking for, most I'm looking for, are sex hookup, sex partners, and that goes male and majority of them are females. Females. Think, I don't think why does why does Bumble and Tinder get a bad rap though? Like, why do we blame the apps for people want to fuck? 
Like, I don't when, understand. When they sit here and, and do their research on a lot of those things, they, they uh, ask a lot of people different questions. And a lot of people are honest in those questions they're asking them. And these are some of the results that come up with it. And yeah. most of them are, they're just smashing. But people people smash on Facebook. People smash on Black Planet. People we're, smash on POL. People smash on about, Match. We're talking about the dating sites I right now. I think dating sites. Dating sites. Facebook not, is a dating app? It's, it's more of a social media. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying most of those dating sites, that's what people do. And that's where they get the um they get their results from. They get their I don't know. My best friend got married off of Tinder, so and she got smashed the second day. But um, she did not. <laughs> <laughs> she did not. Okay. I know this to be facts. I my actual my last relationship was off of Tinder. Okay. And I didn't smash until like two months in. Like I said last week, not me. Yeah, I disagree though. I disagree with <laughs> I the I disagree what with the, the dating site being so smashed. <laughs> so um. So like, but what about? Friends with benefits versus I've been cursing way too much. F buddies. Okay. What's the difference? Because that Friends came with up benefits in Facebook. And fuck buddies. I don't I, think. Do you think a there's difference. a difference? I don't think so. People put things in their perspective to have more respect for themselves. So I'm just gonna put it at that. Because they may not like being called fuck buddies, but they like the word being changed to friends with benefits because it's more respectful to them. It's still the I mean, same. Because what's different? You, you, still you you're still you're still doing the exact same thing. If you like, right, I'm friends with benefits. Hey, what are you doing on Thursday night? Oh, nothing. So you come over Thursday night, you hang out, you do your mm-hmm. thing. You go out, you, maybe you go out on the weekend, the same thing. Fuck, fuck buddy. Hey, what are you doing on Friday? I'm just texting, hey, big head. You know what I mean? Exactly. And no, so it's the same thing. I What's the difference? so different. Like, What's the difference? A friends with benefits, the key word is friends. So y'all actually hang out. Like if you guys do meet up, you guys converse, you might Netflix. Not necessarily, though. Not necessarily. Right? Not necessarily. Nope. And then I look at an F buddy as like, I'm hitting you up purely at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. just to come over and smash. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not trying to talk. We're not trying to have, like, you know, yeah. yaya sisterhood moments. Mm-hmm. Like, we just trying Maybe to- that's a woman thing. I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I just. I personally don't see a difference between fuck buddies and friends with benefits because yeah. I could hung, I'm, I could hang out with my fuck buddy too. But do you want to? Okay. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you smashing somebody that you ain't proud to be out in public, you probably shouldn't be smashing them anyway. Well, facts. I'm just saying. Uh, some good shit. But um. I'm just saying. Maybe in your 20s. Maybe if you're 21, 22, whatever, man. If you're a sipper and you're 21, 22 and y'all doing your thing, I know in my 20s, I definitely was smashing some things that I was... When she walked away to the bathroom, I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> yes, yes. What that face, though. <laughs> so I remember, I remember my very last... <laughs> so all you did was turn the lights back on when very, she came back. I remember the very last, the very last moment when I, when I did that. I was like 27, and she was, we had just finished doing our thing, and she walked to the bathroom. I was just like... No, I can't yeah. do this, again. this ain't it. This ain't it. This ain't I, it. To this day, I've never. I stopped smashing people that I could not be seen out in public with. Point blank. But yeah, it's no difference for me. Um, I have some more questions for y'all. Do you think we place unfair expectations onto other people with what we expect from them, like in our own non-intimate relationships or intimate ones? Like, um, from let's see, how can I can put this. Like, you know, just like dating in general. It's like, okay, I'm gonna go. And be with this person, and I think this person's gonna be my boyfriend, or gonna be my girlfriend, or mm-hmm. they need to call me back the way or they don't call me back. I'm not gonna call them back, and it starts to, to deteriorate mm-hmm. what the friendship was just starting to be. Right? Does, mm-hmm. does it make sense? Like we yeah. just place these expectations that we shouldn't at the beginning. Let me answer it like this: Any expectation without communication is wrong. It's, it's that simple. Because your expectations are are based on you without knowing that person. Okay? When you communicate it. And then that person, y'all have agreement and understanding, and then you should expect that from that person then. Yeah. But if you don't communicate your expectations with that person, then you're wrong. It's that simple. Is it wrong? Yes, because you know why? You're setting yourself up for failure and for, not really for mm. failure, but for uh, become uh, upset and bothered by yeah. that person yeah. not meeting those expectations you had for them when they had no idea about them. I kind of like don't agree. Please, please or, explain. Or I say that there are some expectations that are just assumptions that should be honored, right? Like respect, mm-hmm. right? Um, I expect everyone to treat me with respect, mm-hmm. um, including the person I'm talking to, albeit a friend or if we're being romantic, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
um, expecting that if you are in my circle, if we're communicating regularly, and I'm talking friendship or relationships, that you're going to be honest and upfront with me, mm -hmm. right? If you have problems with me, you're going to share them with me. These, I mean, I hate this idea that we don't have any expectations. That's not life. We have expectations of the people that we have in our life, and a lot of them are not communicated, but we know. Like, yeah. there's a commonality mm -hmm. where it's like, I know TJ, if somebody says something about you to me, we've never had that conversation like, L, if somebody talks bad about me, you better stand up for me, right? Mm -hmm. But the expectation I have for myself is yeah. that if somebody, you're my friend, if somebody says something about you, I'm gonna check them because I wouldn't be a good friend, mm -hmm. right? And I think that you expect me to do that and vice versa, right? Yeah. Like we have expectations that aren't communicated and they're not always wrong. Mm -hmm. I, I can agree with that. I mean, I think there's some. I think there's some definitely some silent expectations that or unsaid expectations that should should occur in in any type of relationship. I think. Right. Um. To TJ's point, I do think though there are times where we don't communicate what we're expecting. For example, if if you know your your mate gets upset with you for not opening the car door for her when you first start dating, it's like she gets mad. It's like, oh, you don't open my car door. We're like, well, that's not something that happened. Whatever, I'm making an excuse mm -hmm. that I'm used to. But now that I know that's something that you expect, give me the opportunity to work with and work on it and do that. So I think it's important to communicate certain expectations. Mm -hmm. But I also agree with L that there are some basic basic unset expectations in relationships that we should definitely adhere to. And I, I agree with L also. And I just want what? to What? No, 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 no. You, <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> and what did you do with TJ? <laughs> But I'll, for me, I'll use me for an example. I don't have much expectations because it's appointments from people, okay? So we do have expectations. I'm not saying I'm not right or wrong for those things. I could be wrong for some of the expectations like you mentioned. Yeah. The, basic, the respect, some of the basic things. But everybody don't always see things as that as we this do. Is true. And that's why I try to keep my expectations very, very low for people. And as we learn each other, we well, try to keep them know. what? Hey, we, I'm like, what, expectations? <laughs> very, very low. Very, very low. Very, very low. Okay. Baltimore. So, um, let me let me cut in real quick before you okay. ask that. For all of you, what's the best part of the relationship for you? The best part of the uh, relationship. The best part of the relationship to me is right at that tail end of the honeymoon stage. Like, okay. Where you guys really know each other, you're super comfortable with each other, like, you know, you guys have history, mm -hmm. you've done some things together, but they don't quite annoy the shit out of you quite yet. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. I like that. I think for me, the, the, the best part that I enjoy is the very beginning. Really? Mm -hmm. I hate the because beginning. Because I enjoy getting to know someone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Getting to know what yeah. makes them think, what makes them tick, tick their actions. I just love dissecting that part mm -hmm. of the dating phase. If even if they're be, even if they're lying, like for me, I'm like I try to match people's words yeah. with, with their actions. Mm -hmm. So they say, "Oh, this is who kind of person I am." I'm like, "Okay, I'm making I'm taking mental notes." Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I just like that part of it. Not, not to say I don't like the honeymoon phase or anything, but like when I go out and I just love people, and so just talk, sitting down oh. and talking in my past life, I was a hoe. <laughs> Not anymore though. He's a saved hoe. I'm a saved whore. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, that's, I think the beginning phases I, I enjoy the most. What about you, teacher? I like the um, after everything has settled. Okay, yeah. when the dust and, has settled, and when when it becomes love. Aww. No, really, because Aww. it's there go Jay because it's that comfortable feeling you have. Now you pass all your insecurities. You know this person. You're very comfortable with this person. And you just it's just a, a good loving area. So I, I like that part. Of the That's a good phase, I will say. Mm -hmm. So mean, when Until they start farting in bed. Like, oh, get the yeah. hell out of here, girl. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> we tell no you, farting. guys get there way quicker than girls. Way oh, quicker. no. It's so annoying. No, no, no. <laughs> I, That's too funny. It, sometimes y'all get there a little quick, too quick. Quick little story. I love my stories. Oh, but gosh. quick little story. I had a young lady back in the day. She came over and I made us a delicious dinner. She came over. Yeah. But no, 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 nothing. Honestly, no play. I wanted to. But she fell asleep on my floor. So what? I'm sitting there, and I'm laying on my bed watching TV. She's like, her son go. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. 
I was like, the sweet fart. I was like, hold up. I was like, no, I, I bet she's snoring. Fart. I said, she's snoring. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt, right? Right. So I turned my volume down. Some went. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, she got a little bit too comfortable. Her she body didn't, didn't know. know. She didn't know though. She Her was body, sleep. Yeah, she was yeah. sleep. I know. I laughed. I called my cousin. My cousin. She introduced me to her, and I was like, "Your girl over here farting like mad over here." We started oh, she laughing. She was probably so embarrassed. <laughs> sometimes you get too comfortable, even dating, like especially with alcohol involved. Like sometimes your body just do things. That Man, you're I'm, not clenching. I'm clenching. I'm <laughs> clenching. I'm not going to seep out. Okay. I'm not going to seep. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> That's not what you Ew. said. <laughs> That's not what he said. So here's my last question. When you're trying to make new friends, right, do you date this new friend or do you just let them be your friend immediately? So what I'm saying is, like, I believe that we should put new friendships into the same criteria as someone brand new that we're dating. Do we, do you quote unquote date them? Like saying, okay, I need to go out with this person a couple of times before I consider them a friend. Or do we just, I mean, oh, that's my homeboy. That's my homegirl now. Like after the first meeting versus... Like when you date somebody, you don't just say, "Oh, it's my man, that's my girl." You, you go through a few series of spending time together before you determine if there's gonna be someone you wanna be with. What about friendships? Why don't we do that same thing with friendships? I'm definitely a dater and friends. I'm like, actually, somebody called me out on that the other day. <laughs> They're yeah. like, "You're so hard to become friends with," and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" But um, I'm very cautious about who I call friends. Um, because I think friendship is really important, especially the older you get. Yeah, I think um, friendship is super important. And sometimes, you're, I mean, most of the times your friendships outlast your romantic relationships. Oh, yeah, so you absolutely. should invest in them more in the beginning. And so I know that I'm also more reserved than people think. So I'm really an introvert, but everyone thinks I'm an extrovert because I have extroverted tendencies. Mm -hmm. And so everyone, I've been told, that I'm hard to become friends with because I just don't be, I just don't be connecting to people. Yeah. But I, I, to me, it's just, I'm wary. I think if you've been burned by friends in the past, then you tend to be a little bit more worry, wary approaching yeah. them. Yeah, I definitely date, I date my friends. And maybe date's not the word that you should, that we should use yeah. in this, in this, in this instance, example, yeah. instance, but it's the quickest thing I can think of. But I don't let anyone in my circle just that quick. Like I have to spend some time with you before I tell you. I feel you out. Yeah, and so that's how I, especially like we go on vacation or something. That's that's one way I can always tell if I can let somebody into my circle. It's like we go on Oof. vacation. How do you how do you live and and be outside of a different you know what circumstances? You know vacation I mean? will tell you some things. Yeah, what about you, T? You, 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 you the people in automatically? <laughs> you know good well I don't, man. Hell no. Um, I'm gonna be friendly to everyone when I first meet them, of course. You know, but to really get into my close circle, it takes time. Because I've learned that, you know, as I get to know people better, that they will disappoint you with expectations. That's right. why I told you I let my expectations down very, very low. But I will share with them my expectations with them. And if they meet them, great. Our friendship will move on. If not, no problem. We'll yeah. just remain associates. You know, I just don't. There's a quote. That. I can't think of it. But it was like, um, you're going to be hurt. People are going to hurt you. It doesn't matter. You just from Bob Marley. From Bob Marley. Yeah. You just need to choose who you're willing to be hurt by. Yeah. And so for me, when I'm looking at friends, I know at some point your friends are going to hurt you. They're human beings. You hurt yourself all the time, right? So I know that they're going to hurt me. I just want to pick people who are a quality and value that I don't mind being hurt by, or it's worth it. Mm -hmm. So they say that they say there's five phases of a, of a romantic relationship. I want y'all to rank them as easiest or hardest. All right. So the five phases are these. You can tell me which one you think is the hardest. One, attraction and romance. Two, reality. Three, disappointment. Four, stability. And five, commitment. Which one do you think is the hardest personally? Those are the five phases they say they exist. Attraction and romance, reality, disappointment, stability, and commitment what's the hardest phase i think for me the hardest is commitment i have a hard time committing yeah um not necessarily because i'm looking out because i don't be looking lord knows my inbox be full and i'll mm. be reading it but <laughs> i just i'm always waiting for and i think it's kind of being raised but with brothers i'm waiting mm -hmm. for the shoe to drop i'm waiting yeah. for the reel to come out like I've just seen my brothers finesse so many chicks in my day yeah, yeah. that I know there's another side so I'm waiting for that other side mm -hmm. what about you T? Mm. 
That's hard for me because I really can't say I really have one. And if I had to pick one, I would probably say reality. That's the hardest phase? I would say reality. Yeah. And, and I'm going to put it to you this way because and I can't really say for me. I'm going to put it to you. I would think for a lot of people would be reality because mm-hmm. your expectations, when they're not met, that reality you had for the two yeah. of you has now changed. Yeah. It's not it's a whole different kind of universe. Is that disappointment, though? And it, it becomes disappointment for a lot of people. So that's why I, I had to put those two together right there for okay. a lot of people. Because I listen to my clients, and I realize that a lot of them, their expectations, when they start seeing the reality of everything, that then it's starting to change the whole dynamics of their relationship. Yeah. You know, so I would say that. I think for me, the I would say the hardest one is disappointment. Attraction and romance, that's the best, easiest one, I would think, right? It's like everything is gone holy honeymoon stage. And then reality hit, but if you can get through reality of what you know their their little quirks, you're okay. But then when they start disappointing you, that's when you start feeling like, oh right. man, this person mm-hmm. disappointed me again. Right. You know, I, I I don't know if I can handle this no more. How much is this a, a recurring pattern? You know, and that's what I'm getting at because yeah. those expectations you had when they, reality starts hitting you, now you're going through that part right there. Yep. All right. Anything else? Mm-mm. No, I think with that, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and call this main sip. <laughs> over and let's go ahead and get into your most favorite my least favorite your most favorite that sounds about right <laughs> all right zippers it is time for face. that sounds familiar <laughs> um if, if it's your first time listening to all tino shade podcast i am about to play five songs uh, well, technically, I'm not about to play them anymore. Shay's about to play five songs that I chose. Um, TJ and L are competing to see if they can guess who the artist is before you, each other, especially you. And you want to see if you can get it before them. Um, you can find these songs on the All Tino Shade Spotify playlist. Um, as always, we don't own these songs. The artists created these songs. We want them to get recognition for those songs. So go stream them, play them, and jam out to them. All right, so I think the score is since L won last week, one zip. Could we start it over, right? Yes. TJ, are you ready? Winning streak right now. I'm still good right now from earlier. <laughs> uh, I, I gotta stop this. I gotta stop this losing stuff. Um, L, are you ready? I'm ready. Shay, are you ready? So the first song came out in 2001. 2001. Mr. Call. Ludacris. Get out the way. Ludacris. Damn it. He beats you. He beats you. Move, bitch. Get out the way. Get out the way, yo. Get out the way. Move, bitch. Get out the way. Get out. So this song, 2001. Um, name two movies that Ludacris has been in. Name two movies. Fast and Furious. Correct. One and Fast and Furious 2. That counts. That counts. It counts. He wasn't in Fast and Furious 1, thank you. Was it? He wasn't? No. no. Oh, that's right. Well, Fast and Furious 2 and Fast and Furious 3, okay? so Another movie go. that he was in is Crash. Did y'all ever Crash. see Crash? Yes. Yeah, I did see Crash. He was in that one as well. I think I've seen that. That's good. You should, you should definitely check it out. Okay. All right. One zip. Okay. He coming ready. I'm going to let him beat you out. All right. So the next song came out in 1998. 1998. Janet Jackson. No. Uh, Elder Barge. Yeah. No. Uh, you love something, let it go. DMX. Yes, DMX. I know that voice. You know the song? No, I just know the voice. I'm going to die anyway. All right, so this, that's DMX. So I've never heard that before in my life. Yeah, 1998, man. Let Me Fly is the name of the song. So DMX will actually be here in Tampa. Next month, I low key like love April love April eleventh. Ebor Ritz is where he's gonna be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got some good. We got a competition going on right now. So it's one one. So this next song came out in two thousand one. Two thousand one. Blue Cantrell. Damn. Yeah. Good one. Turn it up, song. Damn. Damn. While he was scheming, I was scheming in the beam of just beaming. Hey. <laughs> she was on that one. She was on that one. She was on that one. So I went to Neil and Marcus on a shopping 
Neiman Marcus. They still around? They yeah. are. Yeah. Rich people still rich. Yeah, so, all right. So that's, that's Blue Control. Hit them up style. So, Blue Control's real name is Tiffany Cobb. How, oh, that's sad. How, <laughs> womp, womp. how old is Blue? Like 48. Good, close. 47. I'm on it. Fight. That's all right. That's all right. 2001. So, it's 2-1-L. All right, TJ, you need this, brother. Mm-hmm. You need this one. This one came out in 2006. 2006. Fuck. Anthony Hamilton? No, no, no. Donald Jones? No. <laughs> I hate this. I'm seeing face. No. This thing. Got a wife. Got a baby. Yes, yeah. got a wife. Got a baby. I can't think of his fucking yeah. name. Excuse me. Can't think of John Legend. I know from the beginning. Cannot think of his name. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I was like, I'm on fire. And she was like, shut up, L. No, I will not shut up. Wow. That John Legend, 2006. Save Room is the name of that song. So Save Room was written by John Legend and one other extremely popular artist during that time who was known for his upbeat, high-tempo music. Kanye? Who do you think it is? No. Bro? No. Upbeat at that time, 2006? Mm-hmm. Writer? Neo? No. It was Will I Am. Oh, I freaking love Will I Am. Yeah, Will I Am and John Legend wrote that song together. Oh, I, lo- I don't actually like th- I don't like that song, but I love that song. I do like those two <sighs> songwriters. So L is <laughs> give her a hand clap real quick. <laughs> give her a hand clap. I'm such a humble winner. Really, Shay, you gonna look at me in disappointment? I'm okay. gonna give you a hand clap. It but it, it but in. of course the sippers, like last week I had sippers. Hit me up and say, "Yo, L and TJ are garbage at this. They're making me upset. <laughs> okay, how, you gonna, how they gonna get Nicki Minaj when it's Cardi B? Put me on the show. So sippers are listening because they might be beating L right now. So we should do a call in. We can do a call in one day. We gotta plan it out in advance. Your sippers came to beat me at it. All right, mm. I'm gonna call them out. If you are Ooh. interested, if you are interested in being part of the show, then email us." If you want to be part of That Sounds Familiar, with you the, have to be available on Sundays. Yes. You need to email us at Altino Shade Podcast with the subject being That Sounds Familiar. Yes. Yeah, so let's, let's play one more song. And I will whoop that ass. One more song to see if the <laughs> Sippers like can win this to break the tie. This song came out in 1999. Oh, damn. 1999. Jane I graduated. No. Mike. Hey. Oh. oh, man. What's her name? What's her It's name? a trick question, actually. Cause it's two people used the same beat in like ninety nine. Female, I know it. What's the difference between me and you? Is it most deaf? No. What's the difference between me and you? Y'all don't know who it is, huh? This is up huh? north. Hold on, I got this. Was rolling with Lorenzo in a Benzo. I was banging with a gang of instrumentals. Got the business. Is it shine? I mean, I'm West Coast. West Coast. West Coast. West Coast. Sound like Brandon. What you call him just now? He used to be on Death Row Is it the game? No. Dr. Dre. This is Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. Shade Crip walking over there. Maybe it's out here at so I don't know, but it don't sound like Dre. It right? don't sound like Dre. Dr. Dre. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, 1998. So, it's, it's kind of a trick question because Dr. Dre had this beat and then another girl. Right. That's what it was at first. So, he used both beats for two different people. What girl so, sang it? I don't remember her name. You ain't shit. I, I ain't that's what I thought it was at first. I know. Okay. All right. Well, congratulations right. to L. We're going to move on and. It might be blue, it might be blue control. Yeah. All right, all right. Let's go ahead and get into. I don't even know if we need a toast to wisdom because let me tell you, TJ has been dropping bombs this all, entire all session. Okay, I done wrote down any expectation without communication is wrong, even though I don't fully agree with it. But go ahead, TJ. Oh yeah. It is that time, Sippers. It is that time with the Toastmaster himself. Pimp Tyrone! Pimp Tyrone! <laughs> it will give you some advice. <laughs> you gotta stop calling you Pimp Tyrone. It's just too funny when you when Especially I say Especially when I'm trying to be serious at my Toast to Wisdom <laughs> part. Pimp Tyrone and Shits and Giggles, whatever it's called. <laughs> that, was J- that was Jay with the Shits and Giggles. All right. 
today, I just want to share something with everybody and have a better understanding of yourself through this. My quote for today is, admire yourself more than you admire others. And I say that because I was watching TV earlier this week mm-hmm. and I was watching a show with many women admiring a lot of these role models they look up to a whole lot. Whether it's Queen Bee, whether it's Bay all of them, mm-hmm. whether it's Michelle Obama, beautiful mm-hmm. women also. But at the same time, you must look at yourself and admire you more because there's a lot more inside of you the same way it was inside of them. Yeah. And the same thing goes for men also. We tend to admire a lot of our athletes out here or other people who have money more so. But look at yourself. You have a lot more to offer people in life than what they have offered, given in life also as well. Look at yourself. Be who you are. Be who yeah. you're going to become. And watch how people will admire you as well. So say that quote one more time. Admire yourself more than you admire your others. That's a good one, man. I definitely try to work on on that personally because I'm all about self-improvement mm. and always self-inflection. And it's easy to see what other people have and not see what you actually have for yourself or what you've accomplished. Mm-hmm. And I did a post the other day on my Facebook talking about how I'm trying. I'm, like, I'm trying to be a better friend. I'm trying to be a, a I'm trying to be have a successful podcast. I'm trying to be a successful author. And everyone was like, Jay, you're already being those things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need to see it for yourself. And I'm like, I get it. Like, I am being those things. But sometimes it's good to have people remind you to say, take a step back and see, admire yourself mm-hmm. instead exactly. of admiring other people. Exactly. And so you see other people see what they have and what they don't have. And so, good quote. Right. I love it. All right, guys. Giggles and wiggles. Giggles and giggles and wiggles. Giggles and wiggles. <laughs> giggles and wiggles. <laughs> That's from mic check, y'all. <laughs> there was a mic check that TJ just kept saying, giggles and wiggles. That was <laughs> All right, guys. What's your ish this week? What's your ish? All right. Um, my ish this week is something that I recently realized that I'm addicted to, just slightly. Porn. I'm actually not addicted to porn. I don't watch as much porn as I thought I used to. Hand lotion. <laughs> yes, that too. That too. Sippers, you realize that it's a recurring theme. That apparently, that they think I'm getting all this good old loving out here, but I'm not. So that's why I got that lotion and that and that and that porn. Black women with big booties. Anyway, so so I was at work streaming audio as I normally do, as I grind out the hours, and I found myself back on a tried and true source of comfort, and it was the Tiny Desk concert. Have you either of you watched the Tiny Desk concert yes. on NPR? So I'm addicted to national public radio Tiny Desk concerts. And so what they do is they bring in big names, um, big names and smaller name uh, musical artists, right? So I'm like Erica Badu, Outkast, Wu Tang, T Pain, and they have this small concert behind a tiny desk. And it's this very intimate setting. And they, I've discovered so many new artists because of the Tiny Desk concert mm-hmm. that I listen to to this day, like Anderson Pack. Um, let's see who else was on there. I can't think of other people, but uh, I already said her. But it's amazing. So they are normally about 18 minutes long. And so mm-hmm. if you really like music and you like finding new artists, go to NPR, NPR.org, go to Tiny Desk concert and watch the video. There's so many of them that you will be amazed. So that's my ish this week is Tiny Desk Concerts. Okay. What about you, Elle? What's your ish for this week? My ish this week is my faux locks. So I got my dread. I got dreads put in. Mm-hmm. They look good. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been getting lots of love from it. And now that they've kind of loosened up a little bit, they don't kill me. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling it. I wasn't feeling it at first because they hurt, but <laughs> now I'm feeling them. So my uh, my thing this week is my hair. Okay. It does look good. Yes, it does. That's hey, a little sexy. That's shout out to Renee on. Brown on Facebook. She did it for me. Can she do mine for me? Yeah, of course. I ain't got no damn hair on my head, girl. <laughs> <laughs> she could sew some things on or glue some things on. <laughs> what about you, TJ? My ish is almost similar to... Um, uh, Jay's over there, but mine's is I've been on YouTube quite a bit this week at work. Okay, but I love me some good old house music, and I've oh, been jamming oh, to my Baltimore house, house yes. or Chicago house. It's a both, difference. Both, yeah. both. I'm so I like my house music, and I've been jamming quite a bit to some uh, good old uh, house music on YouTube while I'm at work. I'm not the biggest house fan, man. I used to love house music. Now give me at that one beat. point. Mm. 
I love go-go music though. Like I love go-go. I never, even though I was from up, up north, and we went to this one spot like every man. Thursday for go-go. I hated go-go music, but it was fun dancing to go-go. Fun dancing Even though I didn't go-go. like the go-go music, man. That's how I feel about electronica. Like I don't actually like it. I won't listen to it independently. But I've gone to like mm-hmm. electronic clubs and mm-hmm. had the best time right. ever. That's what's up. Yeah. Okay. Well, some good, some good ish. Some good ish. So, mm-hmm. sipper, do you have some ish? Just let us know. We don't know what your ish is as well. We say it every week, man. We want to know what you're sipping on, what your ish is. Let us know. Cause we want to try it out. We might try it out. TJ might go try the porn out. You never know. So, <laughs> yeah. Huh? All right. All right, guys. It's that time of the sesh. It is the final sip. The final. Does anybody have a final sip this week? Y'all know I always have you one. You do. I like you got one? You know I like your sips, man. I like to take the back seat oftentimes. All right. So um, final sip for this week, sippers, is so I recently learned about the Atlanta. Atlanta. The what? The Atlanta child murders that occurred from 1979 to 1981, where 28 kids were murdered in Atlanta. Now, they are Jesus. talking about the cases being reopened thanks to new evidence and new technology that will maybe possibly help bring the case to a close because the person that they quote unquote convicted of the murders has denied that he's done it even 30 30 years later he was what are your thoughts on the Atlanta child murders that happened are you aware of this because this is something I just learned about I didn't know anything about it until the day I was like damn 28 kids were murdered and and no one was really convicted of this the guy was charged with something else and they just closed all the cases after Mm -hmm. that I'm not surprised because I don't, I, I got into Criminal Minds. Have you guys ever watched Criminal Minds? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, Criminal Minds is based off, loosely off of real serial killers. And I'm like, they're in, they're in season like 15. Mm-hmm. Like, how is it still? And then I started like researching serial killers. There are so many serial killers mm-hmm. that never get any kind mm-hmm. of media attention or recognition. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a huge serial killer in Tallahassee that was killing um, college students between Tallahassee and Gainesville and like killed over a hundred students and no one has heard about it. Mm. So I'm never shocked anymore about like people dying, but it is sad. Did you know about the Atlanta child? I did not. I never heard of it. Yeah. I didn't know either. TJ. I knew about it. It was back in the seventies and I was a little kid back then, but, um, I remember, I remember it going on back then and it, it incited a lot of fear in the public in different states. And that's probably why what you're speaking about, they don't sit and tell everybody about a lot of these killers because the fear that's put out there in the public then. They have to, they can control it better by everybody not knowing about it. If yeah. people know about it, that fear comes in a lot of people and people react differently with fear. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. And I will exactly. say in this situation, like I feel like we overreact, parents especially in this current mm-hmm. climate. Like kids don't go out and play anymore because it's yeah. not safe. But I'm like, I feel like we were safer because we were packs, like it was groups of people. Mm-hmm. Now you have one or two kids who go outside and play because everybody else is inside playing yeah. electronics and the kids, the parents are worried. And so, I don't know. Could yeah, be- so there's, apparently there's a podcast about it called The Atlanta Monster. Um, I haven't listened to the podcast, but I'm definitely going to check it out because I think this is part of history that we should know about. And, and I hope that the case gets reopened, all cases get reopened. Um, because it's a tragedy and I didn't know, and I'm kind of ashamed that I didn't know about it, but now I do. When you listen, can you tell me how, um, repetitive that gets? (laughs) I mean, the deaths all happened already, right? There's been no recent deaths. So what's the podcast about? I think they're just telling the story from like, there's 28 victims and the parents are still alive. And so they probably go through details from the detective point of view. I don't know. I've never listened to it. I'm going to check it out and I'll let you know. It's called Atlanta Monster. All right. That's all I have. All All right. right. With that, I'm going to go ahead and call this Sip Session Duh. Holla. 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 Peace and blessings. Yo.